this year is the year of living everyday wonder. And I, I went back in time in my mind. And I remember doing a meditation years ago, and it was a guided meditation on my ancestry. And going back each generation and just seeing them in my mind's eye. And though this one particular person, he was my great grandfather, I only met him once and that was as a young child, so I really don't remember him well. But I remember stopping in the meditation at that point because I had heard the story that he was in the war and the Finnish war between Russia and Finland, the war where part of Finland was actually taken over by Russia and they were trying to save their country actually and back in those days they fought the war on skis in the winter, cross-country skis and a big backpack and their gun and, and whatever and, and I remember having heard a story about my grandfather having been in that war and that he was alive because a soldier that was on the ground that they thought was dead from the opposite, from Russia actually, wasn't dead and he picked up his gun and he aimed at my grandfather but then he saw that a superior officer to him was skiing next to him and in that millisecond decided to kill the superior officer, thinking he would have a bigger impact, I guess, on winning the war. And in this meditation, I realized that in that millisecond, in that decision that that one individual made, I'm here today. Because if his life had been taken, then all of the generations after that and, and all of the lives that came after that wouldn't have existed, and I wouldn't have existed. And I didn't take the time at that time to go any further back than that, but I recognized that, you know, in a millisecond our life can change and the trajectory of our life can change and that we each are a miracle just that we're here for all of the crazy things that could have happened and didn't happen or the crazy things that did happen that caused the fact that we're each here. And so just that alone I can live in wonder of that and feel special and so can you because the same kind of thing in some way or another along the line has happened perhaps a thousand times if not more. So let's begin with that thought. You're wondrous, you're magnificent, you're fabulous and you're a miracle to even be here. So our talk today is on wonder, wonder everywhere. And I'd like to begin with each and every one of us, with you. So I'd like to look at the wonders of living and a question, are you inevitable or improbable? And I'd like to look at magnificence. So first of all, life is colorful. This isn't a black and white movie at all. Anybody remember the days of watching black and white television? I remember we got a color TV and there were no programs in color yet. <laughs> and I remember saying to my dad, you sure the TV's working? Because everything's black and white and it's a color TV. 
I know I'm, I'm really showing you my age here. And there are a few of you out there that are nodding, going, yeah, I remember that. And how amazing it is, not only that we're each here, but that we're, we're here together by choice, and that we're experiencing life through these eyes and through these hands and through this body. I mean, just stop for a second and think about all of the sensations that you're experiencing as you're sitting here. If you pay attention, you might even feel your heart pumping. If you pay attention, you can feel your clothing touching your skin in different parts. Think about your elbow. Can you feel it? Think about your backside and, and sitting down. Can you feel the, the chair? I mean, think about all of the sensors that we have in our body in every way. And that's not even thinking about all of the thoughts we have all of the time and how amazing that is. I mean, we are each wondrous and a miracle. The second one that really came to mind was that we get to choose. I don't know about you, but I spent a good part of my life feeling like I was a victim of circumstances and of what might come and what might happen, and that I would be more responsive. I was defensive rather than living in a really deliberate way. But you get to choose, you get to choose. And when I finally discovered that, I didn't really like the idea that I had that much responsibility. I couldn't blame anybody else for anything else. Uh, sure, stuff happens and things happen. We have car accidents. There are all kinds of things that happen. How I respond to life is my choice, and that's your choice too. And that's a very powerful place to be. Because no matter what happens, you can choose to be okay. You can choose to be happy. You can choose to be optimistic. You can choose to have faith. You can choose to even heal your body if you so choose. It will take care of itself, but there are certain things that you can actually enhance by giving your energy and your love to it. This freedom is something that no one or anything can take away from you without your permission. You heard the saying, you've given your power away. I used to wonder what that was. It actually used to bug me when someone would say, you just gave your power away. What are you talking about? And it's when you think that someone else is more important than you are. When you think someone else's opinion or how things should be done or your value or any of that, or even your lovability is in someone else's hands, you've given that choice to someone else. But you also chose that. You chose to choose to let someone else choose. I'm not going to say that one again. <laughs> And you determine your why, your reason for getting up in the morning, your reason for doing everything. I mean, you get to make your life. You get to choose what that means to you. So are you living a meaningful life? It's been actually a wonderful time this last, let's say, two years now almost with COVID. We've had a chance to really, each of us, look at what's important. What does life mean? What things have you explored that you might not have if life hadn't slowed down? 
as we were gathering here this morning, we were talking about sourdough starter and baking bread. I mean, I would never have thought in a million years that we'd be making our own bread at home, and yet here we are. And we continue to, not all the time. So what kind of things have you found have given you more of a why? A why for living. Has it been your creative urges? Maybe you've dabbled in art a little bit. Maybe you've started meditating more. Maybe you've started writing letters to people that you didn't ever do before because now that's a nice way to connect. We also talked about Facebook. How many of you are on Facebook? A lot of us, especially my generation. You know, the young people, it's like Facebook and email are old news. <laughs> you know, it's Messenger and Instagram and TikTok and all of those. And it, I don't know about you, but I haven't learned them all really well. I, I plan to, but they're not part of my why. Part of my why is, is connecting with people in a way that is really comfortable and good for me. Have you started to do that? Have you noticed the ways that are the most comfortable for you to connect? I, I had the opportunity to discover that I really truly am an introvert. For as much as I have been an extrovert in the work that I did in the past and um, can conjure up this idea that, you know, oh yeah, I love big crowds. And being with people, I've also discovered that I really am comfortable totally on my own. And maybe some of you have discovered you hate being on your own and you're an extrovert. My husband, for instance, is very much an extrovert. And so going grocery shopping and being able to talk through his mask to strangers, he comes back and he's renewed and refueled. So what have you discovered about your why that has made life just that much better and worthwhile? Because that's what makes life great and wonderful, doesn't it? Want to share anything here? What have you discovered? Well, one thing I discovered is well, why was I always buying so much stuff? Because I didn't need it. And, and I feel kind of like a weight to lift because I'm not buying all this stuff anymore. Okay, so someone just shared that why is she buying so much stuff? And, and that she realized that she really didn't need to buy this stuff and feels so free. Anybody else? Emilio, did you, were you nodding because you had something oh, to share? <laughs> oh, <you're... laughs> I read with Wendy. <laughs> and how about you at home? You know, one of the things, we rarely had to do dishes at home because we used to eat out all the time. And now we're doing dishes like twice a day sometimes because they just pile up. And it's quite remarkable. I really have had food out a couple of times over the last, let's say, month or so. And it doesn't compare to the fabulous cooking that we do ourselves. And so I'm even more of a fussy eater now. <laughs> we bought some dressings for, for uh, stir fry and they tasted like nothing. I said to Randy, you know what, we make better stuff. So part of my why is to have every experience be wondrous not just mundane and not just unconscious and not just rote, but really important and 
I focus on it more because I can. I always was able to do that, so were you. But now I'm noticing that there's so much value in that. Now maybe it's also because I'm older and, and I'm realizing that you know, life has a lot more to offer than just me running full tilt towards something or making a living or whatever it was that was, that was my why in the past. But you know, the purpose of life is living it according to who you are. And you know, pat yourself on the back. Just take a moment. Just pat yourself on the back. Good for you. Because you know what? This time could have been a disaster. And for some families, it really was. There were lives lost. There were jobs lost. There was all kinds of things. There was a real adjustment to to figuring out what our why really is because when everything else is taken away you get to look at it more seriously and you've done a great job you're here we're here and you are a unique expression of life and this keeps life interesting and expansive I know that there are people and situations that will rub us the wrong way but you know what if life was always just I like this saying, tickety-boo. It would get boring after a while. I decided to do a different kind of meditation this morning for those of you that joined in on the meditation. And Emilio said, are you doing that because something's wrong with the equipment and it's not going to work properly? <laughs> and I said, no. I, I'm doing it because I want to change. Because I want things to be more conscious, that I'm more aware. And... Each of you brings something so special to this life. You keep life interesting and expansive. You bring something different to the world just by being who you are. And I so appreciate that each of you is in my life because it makes it what it is, which is grand. So are you inevitable or improbable as a human being? Are you who you are because it's inevitable that you are? Or is it improbable that you're here? Kind of an interesting question. Well, I'd like to go a little deeper into that. I believe that our lives should, by all rights, be impossible. The sheer chance that we're here is just incredibly small. And I found some statistics. And, and so for those of you that are statistically minded or math minded, you'd like this. So this is a quote from Ali bin, bin Azir. Imagine there is one life preserver thrown somewhere in some ocean, and there is exactly one turtle in all of these oceans swimming underwater somewhere. The probability that you came about and exist today is the same as that turtle sticking its head out of the water in the middle of the life preserver on one try. That's how amazing you are. So just imagine that. Good for the turtle, eh? <laughs> what are the odds that you exist as you today? So let's start small. What's the probability of your dad meeting your mom? Just think about that. Over 25 years, your dad could have met 
10,000 women, more or less. But the odds that mum was in this group is 1 to the 20, that's 2 million actually, look at all the zeros I have there, 20,000 20, actually. So when you think about just the odds of that is amazing. And you know how tricky love can be. So what is the probability that they stay together long enough to have kids? I mean, think of all the people you meet, let alone that there's any pheromones going on and you want to be together in a physical, organic sort of way that your parents actually did. The odds that your parents meet and that it results in kids is one in 2,000. Like, think of all the families that try to have children and can't. So far, the odds of you being here are 1 to 40 million. Now things get even more interesting. What are the odds that the one egg met the one sperm that made you and not your brother or sister? That it was you. One in 400 quadrillion, I can't even say it, quadrillion. That is the equivalent of the volume of the Atlantic Ocean, if you were to give it uh, something to think about. And we're just getting started. Your existence here now presupposes another unlikely chain of events. That every one of your ancestors lived to a reproductive age, going all the way back to the first single-celled organism. Now you can say whatever you like about how the world began, but we started out as a single-celled organism that divided, that then divided, that then reproduced, that then reproduced, and I mean just, just think about, it's hard to think about, isn't it? You are a representative of an unbroken lineage of life going back over four billion years. I mean, that lineage is unbroken. Did you feel unworthy this week at all, or this month or this year? Because if you did, you're crazy. You're amazing. You're a miracle. You're wondrous. You're part of a lineage that goes back over four billion years. What are the odds that your lineage remained unbroken for the length of human existence? I mean, just that, the odds of that. One in 10 to the 45,000th power. That's 10 in 45,000 zeros after it, if you can just imagine that. I don't know how far that stretches if you were to put zeros, but it would certainly be more than my screen. That's pretty big, but wait a minute. The right sperm had to meet the right egg for every generation, not just yours. So the odds are 1 in 10 to the 2,685,000th. I don't know, I wasn't good at math, but I think that's a lot. <laughs> so the odds that you exist is actually basically zero. And yet here we are, making noise, laughing, making love, eating, making bread, 
talking, watching TV, doing whatever we do. You're awesome. So, of course, I'll end this with the idea of magnificence. We are each magnificent. There is this magnificence to life that in spite of everything else that's going on, if you can stop in the middle of a crisis or a challenge and just think about the likelihood of you being here and that life is presenting itself for you to just get to make another choice is magnificent. Your inevitability, on the other hand, there are people who argue exactly the opposite, that each of us is fated to exist and that there is a plan and that all of us are expected. And maybe you believe that. And if you believe in fate, that's great too. Were we meant to be or are we glorious accidents? Whichever one you believe. And is there such a thing as an accident? Oh, we could talk about that for days. Or are we some mysterious combination of the impossible and the inevitable? You know, they say God is a mystery, life is a mystery. I think we're a mystery. Or is it too early this week to think about <laughs> stuff like this? <laughs> we have a whole year, so just put your go-fasters on because we're going to be looking at this all year. So whether you, whether you are totally improbable or totally inevitable is actually irrelevant because you're wondrous. You're magnificent, you're amazing, you're lovable, and you're loved. So we looked at the wonders of living, the wonders of the idea that we're even here today. And you might wonder, are you a product of fate? Product of some big guy in the sky with a big G on his chest that said, okay, Wendy, you are here today. Joan, you are here today. Gertie, you are here today. Or were you part of the decision-making process? We don't know. But it sure is fun to think about it, isn't it? And that we live, breathe, and have our being in this absolutely amazing life. And that every breath gives us another chance to do it again. Or do something new. Or think of something new. You are beautiful, you are wonderful, and you are magnificent. And I want you to know that I love you. Because you are part of me and I am part of you. And I'm learning to love everything in life, and I hope that you are too. So miracles do happen in the world, and you are one. So go forth and feel and act like the miracle that you are.